Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today I'm speaking with the CEO of Acario, Steve Wigginton. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Jared. I'm excited for us to chat. I think we should dive right into the conversation. We like to keep these you know, short and sweet, very informative and engaging. So I'd love if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background and then we'll talk about Acario. Great. So uh, it's 25 plus years now I've been working in uh, healthcare here in the US in a bunch of different parts of healthcare, uh, from supply chain to care management to behavioral health and physician practice management and probably over the last 10 years a big focus on value based care and population health management. I had the opportunity just over a year ago to join uh, one of Acario's predecessor companies as we've now combined three different businesses together under the Acario banner uh, to join as the CEO. And really the, the thing that attracted me to the business was it is solving a problem that uh, both uh, providers, physicians, health systems, and payers have in healthcare, which is communicating amidst all the complexity and all of the, the fragmentation clearly to consumers so that they can take the best actions for their own health. Uh, and so obviously um, you, you took this experience from having a lot of experience in the space. You're, you're running Icario now. Uh, and I'd be really great for the audience, those that haven't heard of Icario, if you could give us that snapshot, we like to focus on three things here, the why, how, what, um, yep. you know, just quick. And then you and I have a few topics we wanted to go through today. We'll, we'll run into those and uh, go from there. Great. Yeah, so I think the thing to remember when you think about Acario, our mission is, is to make the world a healthier place, uh, one person at a time. And that's a lofty uh, mission, a lofty goal. Uh, but really what I would focus on is the one person at a time. And what we recognize, the why, if you will, is that um, many health plans uh, and, and for providers for that matter, don't do a particularly good job of communicating to people as people. Uh, they call us things like members or patients. <laughs> and uh, the science and the uh, machine learning and, and artificial intelligence, uh, the different channels, texting, email, print, phone, all of the capabilities that are available to help healthcare providers communicate more clearly to individuals, to human beings, are largely under untapped in healthcare, certainly relative to things like banking, airlines, retail, where this idea of loyalty uh, and connection is right at the core of their systems, of their data, and of their strategy. And so Acario was formed to help health plans initially, and, and we expect to expand to, to providers and other participants in the healthcare system, to help them leverage these capabilities, behavioral science, and the technology that's available to be more personalized and, and more effective in communicating the interventions, the benefits, uh, the value of, of the services that they're providing to individuals. Um, the how on that is, is interesting because as I mentioned, behavioral science is, is very important and embedding that into the technology and the content that we use, the incentives or the rewards that we might offer uh, is a key uh, underpinning of our, our, our how, if you will. Um, and then the, the leveraging of technology is super important. Uh, in, in this current day and age, artificial intelligence and machine learning allow us to get very, very focused and very personalized uh, and, and therefore speak to people uh, in their own terms and, and meet them where they are. Uh, we typically are hired by health plans 
So to your question around the what, we are typically hired by health plans to move the needle on very important quality measures and or to collect information from the members that they serve to allow them to do a better job. So I'll give you two quick examples. Um, encouraging women who have not had a breast cancer screening for more than 10 years, who are on Medicare, to go take advantage of that benefit uh, drives a quality measure on behalf of the health plan. So it's good for the health plan. There's an underlying uh, reimbursement infrastructure that rewards higher quality. And it's obviously good for the individual to do these preventative screenings in a way that captures things like breast cancer early. So that's one example of sort of the what, how we bring together what we do. The what is, can we get, in this case, these women to, who have historically not done preventative screenings to do one? Uh, it's good for them. It's good for the plan. Another example is some of the dual special needs plan members that we serve. So these are individuals who are eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid. Complex, very di difficult social and um, uh, health equity concerns. Uh, the health plans are obligated to go secure a health risk assessment from these members and then use that information to improve their quality. We are experts at getting people to give us the information that helps us help them by using, as I mentioned, sort of our platform and our chassis to do it. So that's a little why, how, what, hopefully uh, in the right framework. No, really appreciate that. That was a great overview. And it kind of leads into some of the other things I wanted to, to talk through. So you mentioned artificial intelligence, right? And you went into to more detail. So can you talk us through, like, let's go back to that, um, like the, the breast cancer screening uh, that you said for women. Uh, how does that exactly like work? So um, you're working with the health plan you're going to their, I hate that I'm going to say it because that's exactly what you said. We're not personal, but they're, they're member, right? Yep. Um, and are you, how are you pinging them? Is this through an email communication? Is this through an application? How are they getting that notification? And then really, what does it look like? Um, does it go any, into anything as far as like uh, about their age and why they should get one at this time? Uh, I'm curious about that. Yeah, so there's a, I'll give you kind of a, a sketch of the journey. So typically a health plan, well, they'll look at their claims data. And I think most of your uh, viewers and listeners will be aware that health plans are fundamentally built on claim systems. <laughs> they negotiate rates, the providers submit claims, the payer, the plan pays the claims. There are a bunch of other things they do around that, but their information systems are anchored on their ability to pay for care. Um, so they will come to us, they'll look in those claim systems and they'll say, here's 12,600 seniors who uh, have not had an annual wellness visit. Let's just use a different example than breast cancer screening. So, uh, and they haven't had one for more than two years. So they are what is typically called historically non-compliant. <laughs> Another healthcare term that doesn't feel good to wear. Uh, but these are people who would greatly benefit from and who have a benefit which provides for a comprehensive annual physical. Uh, we will get a list of those people from our client, and that's where our, our special sauce really kicks in. First thing we do is take that, in, that, that list of individuals and augment the data, the picture we have of those individuals in much the same way that a consumer marketer would do. Did they vote? Do they own a car? Do they live alone? These are things through purchase consumer data that we can uh, stitch together with this quote-unquote list uh, of clinical care gaps or annual wellness visit gaps. We then are able to apply uh, artificial intelligence, learn, machine learning against all the people that we've ever reached out to that look like that person. So in other words, when we do this sort of digital 
profile, we're able to see, hey, we've seen several thousand other digital profiles that look very similar. And guess what? When we look across that with machine, we're able to say and see in near real time, this person actually has responded historically when offered a gift card. We also know that if you're asking someone to get an annual wellness visit, a $25 gift card has been proven to be effective. If you're trying to get them to schedule an overdue colonoscopy, it may require 50. So the machine is giving us, and these are simplified examples, but it's giving us and our outreach engine the ability to tailor the message, the offer, and the content. So perhaps you, uh, you know, we want to appeal to the fact that you're a grandparent and you want to continue to spend more time with your grandkids. That might be more motivating to you than a Home Depot gift card. So the, the, the complexity of taking thousands of names, uh, augmenting that, creating an outreach strategy, and then executing it all happens before we send one message. And then to the last part of your question, the messages can go in any and all channels and often do. So for example, in the Medicare space, again, we have seen that when you mail something to someone and then you call them and you say in your mailing, I'm going to call you in four days, and then you call them in exactly four days, your uptake is higher than if you just blast a generic mailing to a bunch of people and then a week later blast a bunch of phone calls. And so the, the, the tuning of this orchestration engine, we call it, for outreach, maybe what you prefer is a text. The last time we reached out to you via mail, we had a QR code, you scanned it. Now you're, we see you would prefer to interact by phone. And so we're able, on behalf of our clients, we're able to pick and choose across channels, in some cases across multiple channels. So you get a phone call, uh, you hang up the phone, you go to a website, you click a few things, you get, you download, for example, a gift card, so in, in many cases, we're working across channels. And the last thing I'll say about sort of, if that sort of illustrates how it works, all of that is done in a, you know, quote unquote, white labeled manner. Meaning if we're working on, on behalf of, you know, uh, Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Florida, for example, then every communication, regardless of whether it's a text message, an email, a phone call, a branded webpage, uh, e all the above will be branded consistently with our clients' brands. And that's important because if you're the member, there's enough confusion. You don't need to learn about Icario. It's not important to know about Icario. It's important to know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida offers a benefit for you to get an annual wellness visit. And here are the benefits of doing it. And by the way, in this particular example, we'll give you a $25 gift card if you go do it. Uh, and that's, that's basically round trip, how, how part of our business works. I think especially in healthcare too, uh, white white labeling makes even more sense than even other industries, right? Because of the thing that you just said, the confusion, uh, these, these uh, patients, and they're getting communication from a variety of sources across, uh, across their life, right? Um, whether it's the, the just the, the average, you're, you're the good guys too. You're providing a value to them and to the payers, whereas the advertisers that know that you want to buy a TV, They'll bug the crap out of you, but it's there's no value there, right? You're providing value because you're setting it up uh, to to you know ultimately try to help people, right? Go get that screening, go be able to spend more time with your grandkids in the future because you went and got that wellness check. Yeah, um, you really will cool. never see us running an outreach and activation campaign on behalf of Jewel. That's that's good to know. It's right at the core of our mission is to make the world a healthier place, one person at a time, as I mentioned. That 
that drives us. And, and, and I think when you look at the work we do on behalf of our health plan customers, it's a shared mission. They have the same mission. Ultimately, if you have health insurance and you do the things that have been scientifically proven to prevent disease and progression of disease by doing screenings and having a wellness visit and other things, um, you're going to be healthier, which is good for you. Um, you're going to cost the health plan less money, which is good for them. And, and that ultimately, that value equation sits, sits at the core of our relationships. Can you talk a little bit about how health plans are embracing these data insights and behavioral analytics that you're offering to, to really drive these real health changes? Because you just said it, right? They're lower in their costs, but um, I'm, I'm going to go out and guess, obviously, you have a great business here that they are embracing it. But um, I, I would like to hear kind of what their thoughts have been and really how has it evolved since the, the company, uh, you know, since inception? Yeah, well, it's a great question. I think the, the leaders in almost every health plan, I'd say every health plan we work with, um, they're consumers first. When they wake up in the morning, they check their iPhone, you know, they go listen to their favorite podcasts. They, they purchase their favorite, you know, Dunkin' or whatever their morning uh, coffee is. Um, and so th they truly do recognize that other industries are much more consumer driven and, that, and they use data. What did, you, what did you search for? What did you purchase? When's the last time you visited us? What time of day was it? And they use that information, other industries, particularly well to tailor your experience. And essentially, I think social media is probably the most advanced application where they literally are driven to keep you addicted to that screen. Healthcare leaders see that power, but have a more complicated landscape in which to apply it. So as I mentioned, they're living on a claim system. The, the non-negotiable in their business is they must be able to pay claims accurately and timely. Uh, those claim systems are generally speaking, not brand new information technology. And so when you start to get insights, data insights from things like machine learning or artificial intelligence, and then wanting to shove that into the workflow of your business, when that business is a large and relatively rigid infrastructure, it's difficult. That's what's created the opportunity for Acario. So the, the, the leaders in these health plans see the opportunity to apply data insights and behavioral science in a way that helps them go faster and better against their mission, but they're somewhat hamstrung by their ability to do that and do it quickly and, and cost-effectively in a very complex, highly regulated industry. And so we've taken the complexity, the regulatory compliance, uh, some of the, the more significant IT and technology investments that have been required to, to be able to deliver this service and done that for our clients and providing it back to them as a service so they can execute on their vision. And, and we're more the general contractor than we are the architect of their strategies. It's, it's super interesting and to, to see how you're structuring all of this and to see how it's continued to evolve. And man, what a good use of AI, unlike so many, so many things. That, and, and you're not just saying it, right? Everyone uses the buzzword AI now. Um, you know, just like blockchain and, and a lot of other things, right? So it's great to see the real value you're bringing to the the, uh, the members of these health plans, but also the health plans themselves. Can we, before, as we wrap up here a little bit, I want to dive into a little bit about um, how, how things work with the platform in terms of like health inequities. 
um, and, and how how it goes about recognizing maybe those individuals and how it, it helps uh, you know with their care. It's a great question. You, you know, a, a very large portion of our business is focused on uh, Medicaid recipients, managed Medicaid recipients across, I think we're in 27 or eight states now. Um, and also, as I mentioned earlier, dual SNPs, D-SNPs, so do, people who are eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid. So if you wanted to sort of just walk into a room full of health inequity, take those two populations as a starting point, and, and almost by definition, they are disadvantaged on access, on the social determinants, do, you know, do they have safe housing? Can they get food, et cetera? And so our clients are leveraging our survey and outreach capability to actually go explore in, in a meaningful and, and uh, individually driven way by reaching out to these folks, uh, where are the gaps? And they're using that data then, they walk down the hall to their network department, and they say, we need to create additional service offerings within our benefit structure. So for example, one of our largest national clients created a loneliness hotline. So we're doing the outreach. We're asking some survey questions that are designed through our behavioral science approach. And when we identify somebody who is essentially saying, you know, I have loneliness, I'm not connected, we're able to serve a link up right away. Click here if you'd like to understand more about this program. And so there, it is an evolving um, a service offering for us. We've long been good at finding out what is. <laughs> so um, the surveying of any channel, the outreach to drive response has always been, I'd say for, for, for several years, been a real strength of the business. Now taking that data back to our clients, creating solutions, and then embedding those solutions in our outreach really makes it much more valuable uh, all the way around. But there's a lot of work to do there. I would say uh, the industry at large is focused on health equity or inequity uh, and the social determinants of health. And, and really for Acario, uh, it has expanded our opportunity to be a value beyond you know, our traditional clinically focused intervention support uh, that really has, was the backbone of the company. That's a great answer. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, I wanted to make sure we hit upon that before we wrapped up, but yeah. uh, again, thank you so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I hope to have you on again real soon. We can talk about some other things. We can talk about a lot of different stuff, right? We had to pick and choose in a, in a 15 minute segment, but yeah. uh, thanks so much and, and look forward to uh, having you on again real soon. Appreciate it, Jared. I enjoyed it. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.